What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Another episode of the Red Dirt Golf Hour here on 1077 The Franchise. I'm TJ Eckert. Tonight, we got Spencer Drury and Brennan Morris, Jared Gallagher on his Europe swing. He is, I think, in Spain. Yeah. I think that's where he's at right now. So congratulations to him and his family for being rich. And hope they're enjoying their <laughs> hope they're enjoying their time in Spain. We have a lot to get to tonight. I wanna I wanna kind of hash out the outline of the show here. Obviously, big news in the professional golf world locally. Ricky Fowler winning the Rocket Mortgage, Taylor Gooch winning again on Live. So we'll be sure to break both of those down. But we're gonna do something a little bit different tonight in that we're gonna talk about our golf and golf in Oklahoma and courses we've played and hopefully at some point start getting some viewer interaction on courses that you guys are playing and your thoughts on golf. And so we're going to try and incorporate that a little bit more. We'll start doing that tonight. So uh, that should be a good time. Uh, we, we, we need to start with, with Ricky though. Right. I mean, in that, this is like the cowboy podcast here. So you, you got to start with Rick. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are fine. I mean, I'm fired up too. I picked him to win, but you OSU Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, um, fired up. Well, I mean, what a, what a last four years it's been. I I mean, I also was I was reading. I think Brendan Quinn did a story for the Athletic that mm. Rocket Mortgage was on the verge of not renewing their contract with him being you know one of their big uh, big yeah. faces. They were going to renew or not renew his contract in March, and they decided to. And here we are. He wins. Um, one of the most fascinating things I thought too. You know, obviously we were very invested. Uh, me and Brendan. Massive Oklahoma State guys. I know Jared was jet setting around the globe, and he was <laughs> obviously uh, he was following along as well. TJ, you were too. But I was fascinated to see the crowd that was really behind him there in Detroit. I did not think that yeah. the orange was going to carry that far. Yeah, it was it's pretty cool. See, I mean, it's it. The guy just has fans everywhere. He's always. I mean, it is it. His career has almost been a masterclass of brand management. You talk about this NIL stuff and everything, and I mean, you, you. It's tough to find a better poster boy, poster boy for that than Rick, because, I mean, you can't find anybody that has anything bad to say about him. He's always said the right thing. He will stick up for his guys a little bit. Um, I know I I saw a post earlier in the week about the whole Cantley and and Eamon Lynch stuff. Um, mm -hmm. but he's just he's he does not ever make a wrong move and especially around Stillwater. And I mean, it's, I, you know, I know there's bad blood between um, OU and Oklahoma state, but I know even a lot of my OU friends just love him because he's just a great dude. He's always down the middle. You see him out, which I've, you know, we've, we've seen him on the strip. I mean, I know me four or five times. He's always said hi, talked a little bit. He'll end up buying you a shot or something. I mean, he's just, he's just a good dude. And so it doesn't surprise me you know, a whole lot. I, I I think it's hilarious that we're still associating him with that just horrible Sherbert orange that Puma did, you know, right out of the gate. They've really <laughs> refined that. Um, but it, it doesn't surprise me that that you see that just everywhere he goes, especially whenever he's playing the type of golf he is. I mean, you know, he, he really and surprisingly didn't play all that great. I think I saw um, 2.3 strokes gained. He like wasn't even really that great of a, a performance. It's still handled it pretty well so um good for him it's nice to have him back i think golf's better when he's back um mm. it's just it's just fun so. yeah first win since 2019 spencer mentioned it there at the waste management or the wm phoenix open and at, you know for a non-elevated event and for a, an event like the rocket mortgage just what a flawless finish for them right so you got ricky winning in a playoff in case you missed it ricky beat adam hadwin and colin morikawa who are two of the other fairly i mean colin's obviously a big name but hadwin's been playing great Two of the bigger names in the field, 
three, including Rick, uh, winning that playoff. And if you did miss it, it's because they somehow bungled it. I got a lot of complaints on social media with they had to move the starting times up. And so, I, you know, I work in TV. I still don't understand the inner workings of TV. But CBS, I can say anything I want about CBS because I work for an ABC. We would not have messed that up if it was on ABC. But CBS just could not figure themselves out. They got in their own way. So it was on the CBS Sports app. That was what the finish was on live. But if you wanted to watch it, uh, like you could watch it on tape delay. And so I posted right when he won on like Facebook or something that he won. Congratulations to Ricky Fowler. And like eight people were like, what are you talking about? He's on six or how are you going to say that the tournament's not over yet? It's like, guys, <laughs> that's, that's a tape delay. Bet so, the future. Trust yes, me. <laughs> right. Bet the future. Yes. So I just, you know, good for Rick. Loved it. He, like you say, he didn't play like flashy golf, but he played good golf, made the shots he needed to hit down the stretch, including, you know, had to birdie 18, hit a, threw a dart in there on, on 72nd hole. And, uh, made a three footer for birdie and then hit goes way offline with this tee shot on, on the first playoff hole. It's a great shot. And then obviously makes birdie to win it. So that was pretty neat to see. So, but yeah, I, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on the, on the tape delay side of things. I, I feel like in 2023, we should be able to handle this a little bit better than what, than what CBS did. Cause I feel like you had to jump through a bunch of hoops just to watch golf. You gotta, you gotta take the Saudi money just to make sure you stay on TV. That's where right. we're at right now. It's just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> What what is better, CW or CBSSportsNetwork.com or whatever uh, it was? I I can't I haven't watched a ton of the CW product, but I can say it's probably better than the CBS Sports app. I can tell you, my sister was obsessed with Gilmore Girls all growing up, and I still have that theme song burned into my brain. So sure. I don't even want CW in my cable package just in case I accidentally <laughs> end up there somewhere. So give hey, me hey. give me ripping off of off of Reddit at an an illegal stream to see Rick bring it home. <laughs> I'll take that all day over the CW. Don't don't hate on Gavin DeGraw <laughs> taking us off for One Tree Hill. Come on now. Whenever no. Liv Tulsa got booted on CW for reruns of Family Feud here in Tulsa, in Tulsa. So, you know, CW is not great either. Really quick before we talk more about Rick, shout out Taylor Moore, Edmund Guy, finishing T4. He was in the conversation all weekend. That. Yeah, I know we have much more to say about Ricky and his play, but want to throw him a shout out to friend of the pod. Yeah, Alex Noren as well, an Oklahoma State guy, uh, finished T9, and then Sam Stevens still doing Sam Stevens things. The kid's playing some very, very good golf. He's not quite over the hump yet, but um, saw him out at Colonial, and and I'm going to be really honest, I'd kind of forgotten about him, um, but <laughs> talked to him for a little bit, and he's just as nice as ever. Just, I mean, one of those guys that grateful to be there, and then he gets between the ropes, and he turns it on, but really liking what he's doing. Um, yeah. So really good to see him finish out. Uh, I think he went 74th, something like that, so good on him. So I want to circle back to um, one thing that, Brendan, you kind of touched on earlier, and it kind of getting back to Ricky of how – does he remain so likable? I mean, I kind of, I tweeted this out whenever he won that I think in golf, that there's about three to five guys that the entire sport unifies around number one being tiger woods minus yep. Jared Gallagher, but like Ricky Fowler may legitimately be number two on that list. I think that everyone for the last four years have been rooting for him so much. I mean, his, his reaction, you could tell like, as much as we wanted him to win, he wanted to win that much more, and he was feeling that much pressure to where, I mean, ama amazing celebration that he had. It just was a sigh of relief. Like, those guys are so excited all the time, and for him just to 
sit there and just like soak in the moment. I thought that was pretty unique, but there's, there's just not players like this. I, I don't, I, at this type of level where literally everyone wanted him to win. I mean, yes, JT, Jordan speed, all those all, smiley coffin. Those guys were very active about rooting him on. Um, but just for everyone, I mean, Colin Morikawa gave him like almost an emotional hug. It, yeah. It, his, Colin Morikawa's hug on Ricky Fowler reminded me of Ricky's hug on Wyndham Clark when he won the U.S. Open. Like nice. they were yeah. this exact same. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think personally, Ricky hit right as I was. I'd grown up playing golf, but right as I kind of started not falling out of love with golf, but I was, you know, upper upper years of high school. I was kind of off my parents' dime for the most part um, because I was already really expensive as it was, and I was starting to go to college. And he just hit, you know, being a baseball guy, he's wearing a flat bill hat, and he's got you know the lettuce hanging out of his hat, and he now he's got this stupid mustache that looks horrible. Like he just he guys like that, and I'm I'm shocked. Maybe people do try it more, but guys like that that come in and kind of revolutionize the game. I mean, Tiger comes out you know, with Nike clubs and, and Nike stuff. And, uh, you know, he's wearing his emotions on his sleeve and he's fist pumping like those guys, you know, kind of separate themselves if they have any type of success at all. And they really don't even need a ton of success, just kind of contend somewhat. Um, but I just, I mean, he hit right at the right time. And now we're coming in. I think we're coming into this kind of golden age of golf where, you know, you're seeing guys on, on Muni courses where they're wearing t-shirts and gym shorts and they're having a blast. And, you know, they don't really, obviously they care what they're shooting, but they're just out there having fun. It's kind of a, you know, the sport for the boys now. And um, I really think that that's not a coincidence that that came right on the heels of Ricky really being Ricky kind of making this less stuffy of a sport. He's riding dirt bikes. He's, you know, doing all this stuff that you would never see keith mitchell doing and no offense to keith we know you're hey. listening um but you know just just a, a regular guy that is a career golfer you'd never see them doing that and i, I just i love it man I, I love rick he's a he's an awesome dude it's just awesome to see all the way I, around i you know you mentioned the tiger thing kind of unifying the sport i think and i'm not in any way going to compare tiger and ricky but tiger in terms of transcending golf tiger woods is that guy he's the one of the probably the only guy that transcends the sport but you talk about a guy that everybody roots for, not just in golf, but just casual sports fans in general. So you mentioned all the guys that were saying congrats to him. People were waiting to hug him after the round, whatever. Lil Wayne tweeted at Ricky Fowler. Like, of all people. like Lil what? Wayne? Yeah. I mean, congrats, Slime. <laughs> slime. He called him Slime. Yes. I, I think that's friend, right? That's, yeah. That is okay. that. That in itself might have been cooler then like 2012 brendan was was really excited both for a ricky win and because lil wayne tweeted him like that was <laughs> that was uh just so exciting yeah for, i mean everybody ev all the all the slides that i saw on the golf digest and all that stuff where they're like you know reaction to ricky's win and finally cresting it and it's like every single pga tour billy horschel wasn't even there he was on the lake or in the ocean with his family fishing and he's tweeting about it like yep. everyone is just rallying around him I, I it's interesting i was cutting some stuff for work this week to to put on the shows and for for the tv station and there was a video that i saw that i was going to use that ricky got interviewed it was like a compilation of ricky's progress from like four years ago to now and earlier this year he made a point. It may have been after the Genesis. I can't remember what it was after, but he was talking about how, how he was measuring progress and the fact that 
even with his bad golf, he was still putting up good finishes. Whereas a couple years ago, you know, when he had the Butch Harmon falling out, now he's back with Butch Harmon. But when he was working with John Tillery, his bad was nowhere on the planet. That's why he fell so far. Now his bad is at least competitive. And he mentioned that in that interview, what, three, four months ago. And then you just mentioned it, Brennan, that he really didn't have his, it didn't look like his best stuff. And he still won the golf tournament. And so that, that to me says that if he puts it all together, I mean, he put it all together and won this past week, obviously. But like, there's more in the tank, I think, for Rick. And and I don't think this is just a one-off, like, right off to the sunset win for him. I think there's something he's been playing. I think you know someone said it. Maybe it was Kyle Porter said that he's or someone made from noting the laying up. He's like sixth over the in the entire year in terms of strokes gained behind like all the best players in the world, and then it's Ricky Fowler. So like he's playing really really good golf right now. Yeah, he's 13. He was 13th in strokes gained this year. Just to nerd out a little bit, he's 13th in strokes gained this week, not year. Yes. Um, and he was, I mean, he was 0.86 positive in approach, 0.41 off the tee. Like he did not have his best stuff by any means. He gained a stroke um, putting and a stroke tee to green. I mean, that was it and finished out just over two strokes total. Like he, he was not out there with his best stuff. The slider was not sliding and he still not only like not only finished even top 20 but one like yeah. that is amazing for that type of golf course for the conditions they had for the winner to be 24 under with a playoff like that's pretty pretty dang incredible i will say i think that ricky is going to be a very sexy pick for the open i think yep. the way that he's been playing the last 3 weeks has been on another level i mean yes he only has one win Yes, it was just the Rocket Mortgage. But if you think about it being in the final group of the U.S. Open and then flipping it into a victory two weeks later, that is that is next-level type play. That is something that people really only hope to ever achieve. And I think that he's only getting stronger. TJ, you mentioned it. This isn't, I don't think this is the last time this season that we see Ricky Fowler win. No. And that may be a little scorching, maybe a little recency bias, but... And it may not be the open, but I think he's a great pick for it. And I could definitely see him being in contention for maybe like the PJ championship or something like that. Yeah. I mean, he, he's playing great golf. I'm hoping it's tra It travels. He's always played kind of that linksy style golf that translates really well overseas. Um, so, I mean, I'm, man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens down the stretch. Um, I did have two thoughts. Number one, do you, how fast do you think it took Butch Harmon to send the invoice uh, for his swing coaching <laughs> after that win? I mean, pretty immediately, right? Yeah, um, yes. But the huh. second thing uh, that I did see that I really liked, and we all know Joe Scoverin. Is it Scoverin, Scoverin? His old caddy? Yeah. Scoverin. 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 I, I saw him defending uh, Ricky on Twitter. Some guy just, you know, nice to see Ricky Fowler winning today. Um, but let's not hear about the multimillionaire talking about how he's been through hard times. He yeah. hasn't been through it. And Scovey just lists off a thread ripping this dude about, you know, hey, let's pump the brakes. Obviously, the guy's not homeless, but at the same time, like, it's all relative, right? So it was really cool. I mean, for a guy that isn't on his bag anymore, those guys had a lot of success together. To see him on Twitter like that, that was just really cool to me. And it says even more about Ricky. We, we want to talk about success. Let's talk about the success of another uh, poke out there playing professional golf, Taylor Gooch. What a year with the yeah. live. He's fresh off another win. I think I saw where he's made $13 million this year. Yep. 13.4. That, that is a shocking number. Um, you know, you can, 
I know that the live is, um, I, I, I still, I, I feel like the, maybe the topic hasn't cooled. Uh, maybe people aren't, aren't all in on the, on the, the product maybe as, as they, uh, maybe we are, I, I think that we're all kind of on board, on board with it, but for Taylor, you out there and win again, it was awesome. Um, and I, I will be first to admit, I didn't watch much of it. No, <laughs> so much stuff going on. And uh, I really thought the TJ, you and I talked about this when we were playing Kicking Bird. We thought the Rocket Mortgage was going to be kind of a snoozer. We didn't really think we'd have to pay that much attention to it. And then yeah. Taylor Moore and Ricky Fowler are freaking in the top 10. It's just like, dang it, guys, can I get a weekend off? <laughs> yes, we were talking about that. We played Kicking Bird on Saturday. We'll have much more on that coming up in the next, uh, next after the break. But we said it on Saturday because T Moore and Rick were both like in the top five. It's like, well, I guess we'll have to pay even more attention to the, to the Rocket Mortgage. But all in all, I'm glad we did. Yeah, Gooch wins for the third time on live this season. Birdie's 18, the 54th hole, to beat Bryson DeChambeau by a shot there in Spain. And, it, you know, we can talk. We don't need to break down the tournament because that's not what we're here to do. But one thing I do want to hit on is the Ryder Cup and how it pertains to this conversation. Uh, because both Ricky and, to an extent, Taylor Gooch likely are going to be in contention for a captain's pick. I mean, Rick, Rick can play his way onto the team if he keeps playing well. But both those guys are are being considered, I would imagine, for captain's pick. Ricky more than Taylor. But I, I don't know what you guys' thoughts are. And I, I do want to say this really quick before I get your thoughts. You mentioned the Open Championship for Rick. Spencer being a chance for him to be kind of a favorite. 2014 was the last time, or maybe not the last time, but 2014 was at Hoylake, which is where it's at this year. And 2014 is when Rory held off Ricky Fowler to win the Open Championship. So maybe some good vibes there. Wanted to throw cash that out. Cash the check. Yep. Place so the bet, cash the check. So there you go. Really. So you guys really quick want to give some thoughts on if, if well, not Ricky. I think we can all agree if Ricky continues playing this well, he's going to be on the Ryder Cup team. But yeah. a guy like Taylor Gooch, is that a guy? Does he need to be considered for the Ryder Cup? I um, I have thoughts around this. I think that if you look at play and you look at how they're doing, yes, Taylor Gooch should. However, I think that given the nature of who are uh, a part of the Ryder Cup, it's still going to be PGA heavy. Now, here's what I don't want to see happen is I don't want to see Taylor Gooch, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka or any of these guys, actually really not the last two, but like Taylor Gooch, Phil Mixon, we'll use those two as, as examples. I don't want those guys to not get selected for the Ryder Cup and then speak negatively towards the event, towards the uh, coaches, towards the captains, you know, anything like that. Because sure, I think sure. that we've reached the 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 threshold or, or the the intersection of uh, you're being considered, you're able to play in majors. There's a lot of conversation around the quote-unquote merger. Obviously, that's not the right term. But at some point, I need to see some of these guys from Live have the internal awareness that you've spent the better part of the last year and a half dragging the PGA through the mud. You can't expect them to just welcome you back with open arms just because you're playing really well in tournaments that they're not even a part of. And so I think for for that should should Taylor be considered? Absolutely, he's won three tournaments this year, and the live fields are still fairly stacked. Yes, there is a little bit of weakness in there. There's probably a lot of guys that are playing on the live that would more than likely be playing on the Corn Ferry if they were on PGA Tour potentially. I don't know. Seventy five percent of the field probably. Yeah, yeah. but you 
you win three tournaments, you win three tournaments. I mean, you could go win three um, non-elevated events or educational events, as we like to refer to them here on this show, and you're still going to be it's still three wins. I mean, you know, we have it. We didn't knock Taylor Moore or Wyndham Clark for winning, you know, kind of lesser tournaments earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. You don't have to win a major to be considered, but if you're not considered, then you kind of have to have the wherewithal to know that it's it's a little bit of your own doing. There are consequences. Should they be considered? Yes, absolutely. Brooks Kepka should a thousand percent be considered. Dustin Johnson probably should be considered. Taylor Gooch should be considered. But if they don't, this is kind of a consequence of, of something that you did. You know what and I mean? I, and I think that I think very quickly, I think that uh when you get into the captain's pick, it, it's top six spots are guaranteed right the captain's picks get political for lack of a better term and not not in a bad way it just there are so many more things that you factor in um who was it chipnuck or somebody on twitter talking about like man and and you won't find very many bigger taylor gooch fans from a golf standpoint from a guy standpoint than me i do really enjoy him and in, in, in his game I, his wife is an old friend of mine we haven't talked in years but um ali's a sweetheart i mean we've really I really like him, but at the same time, he spent the last year being a part of the lawsuit against the PGA and, you know, making side comments and, you know, saying, oh, it felt just like a Ryder Cup. I mean, just those things add up when it comes to a a Zach Johnson or a Steve Stricker, a Tom Watson. I mean, golf is still and for the foreseeable future is going to be the good old boys club that loves just Justin Thomas, that loves Jordan Spieth, that loves the good old boys and you know, we just talked about guys like Ricky setting themselves apart, but Ricky's always been a positive, you know, even when it's not the ideal conditions or the ideal situation, he's positive about it. You know, Taylor has kind of painted himself like a lot of those live guys have into this villain role and into this, you know, kind of snarky talking out of the side of their mouth, convincing, trying to convince everybody that, you know, they made the right decision and not very many have taken that Harold Varner role of just like, Hey man, look, they paid me a lot of money. I'm doing a lot of good with it through my foundation. If you don't like it, sorry. Like it, it was just a, it was just a very basic decision. If you had left it at that, then I think it's a no brainer to have Taylor out there. Um, But a lot of times, you know, when you start adding in that controversy and adding in those politics where it's easy to have an opinion against you, people are going to have an opinion against you. And I think that's where his break is going to be is, you know, unless he just wins every other week up until then and continues to basically do what he's done over the last month and a half i just i don't see it he's got to keep he's got to keep the ball in his court and win out and show them and i just i don't know that it's even possible at this point with all the history and and all the controversy yeah that's well said and i agree with you too as well spencer uh real quick before we go to break my quick thoughts on this once you get down the captain's pick you kind of hit on a little bit brennan it's both political and it's strategic Gooch, Gooch has not played on a Ryder Cup or a President's Cup team, so there's no experience. You're going on the road for this Ryder Cup, so having road Ryder Cup experience is important, I think. I think, honestly, unless he wins out and earns it on his own, he it, Dustin Johnson's a better pick if you're picking someone from Live than, than Taylor Gooch, and that's not based on form. That's based on prior success in these events, so that's probably where Kepka is already going to get in regardless because he's, he's, I think, third in the points right now, so he'll get in. The- and the difference, too, is those guys know, not that Taylor Gooch doesn't know anybody else on the tour, but sure. those guys have deep relationships, good or bad, with guys on both sides of the Ryder Cup format. And, you know, Taylor, yes, he left when he was top 25 in the world, but he did not have a lot of success, a lot of contention yeah. on the PGA Tour. This is a new thing. And had he done this on the PGA, like, yes, he is without a doubt our guy. But the fact that, you know, 
if it comes down to, you know, Zach Johnson asking around and saying, Hey, would y'all rather have a Dustin Johnson and a Brooks Kepka or a Taylor Gooch? I mean, yeah, we've traveled with Brooks. We've partied with Brooks after wins. Like we want Brooks. We want Dustin. Like we, you know, Taylor's great, but we know those guys can do it. Let's get them. I think that's where it comes down to. I've got one more thought and then we'll get into break. So I, I do think that they're still probably, this is not confirmed. Tiger Woods is still probably a big part of the team. He does not have to be oh, yeah. a captain. He doesn't have to be involved on paper in any way, shape, or form. But he is very much so going to be uh, Mike Holder for OSU golf. Like he's the shadow commissioner. Yes, the shadow and commissioner. It, you, you're never going to get Tiger. I don't think on the side of using a captain's pick, maybe on not someone like Wyndham Clark, but we'll use him for the sake of the example, like a Wyndham Clark versus Taylor Gooch. And I think it purely comes down to live involvement and, you know, you guys brought it up, suing the PGA Tour. If you are dragging the name of the tour through the mud for the better part of the year and a half, it's, yes, your performance is there, but guys like Brooks, guys like DJ, they didn't do it. Harold Varner didn't do that. If you, if you surround yourself on that side of the of the equation, then there's going to be consequences. And unfortunately, I could see Taylor getting left out and he it's it's not deserved. He should be in it a thousand percent. I want to be on record yeah. again saying he should be in it. I mean, the guy's killing it. He's had three victories this year, but at the same time, if he's left out, you kind of can't speak negatively about it. it. You just kind of have to take it on the chin. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I'm on the camp. I'd love to see him there. I doubt he does it. He can play his way into it, I think, but his two major appearances, he's gone T34 at the Masters and he missed the cut at the PGA. Those are your two best chances to kind of prove yourself and he just hasn't done it. So is he in the open? How does that? I'm pretty not. sure. Pretty sure he is. Okay. I'll double check. I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure he is. So, okay. We've rambled a little bit. We're going to go to break because when we come back, we're going to talk about our golf. That's what everybody wants to hear. Golf in Oklahoma, golf courses we've played, the Kicking Bird redo. It's awesome. More on that coming up on the other side. This is the Red Deer Golf Hour 1077 franchise. All right. Welcome back. Red Deer Golf Hour here on 1077 the franchise. TJ Spencer and Brennan here with you. And we're going to start talking about golf in Oklahoma or golf in Texas. Brennan's down in Texas. He's got some golf he can talk about. So uh, lots of stuff we're going to get into here on this segment. Really quick, do want to point out Taylor Gooch is in the field for the Open Championship. We, we let you know he is in the field for the Open. So Royal Liverpool coming up in a few weeks. Be sure you stay tuned in for that. So, uh, yeah. So we want to do a little bit something different starting tonight and going on through the rest of this series, Red Dirt Golf Hour, however long we're going through the golf season. And that's just talking about golf here in Oklahoma, golf courses we've played, golf courses we're playing, golf courses you guys are playing. And so we figured tonight would be a good start because Kicking Bird's back open and two of us, myself and Spencer, just got done playing it over the weekend. So if you haven't been out yet, you need to go. We did get to go. We were fortunate enough. Spencer waited in line a month ago to get us a tee time. And we finally got to play it, and it was pretty awesome. Spencer, do you want to kind of just give your thoughts on it really quick? Yeah, I think the be- uh, the, the bones of the old K-Bird are still there, just oh, yeah, much improved. It, it was great. I thought that they did a great job with it. There was a lot of changes they made that make the course feel much nicer. Um think before kicking bird to me was always just the local Edmund muni it, it was a fun track i loved it i mean it was always a a course i enjoyed playing but it was 
it was never in my mind uh, as far as kind of public golf here in the OKC Metro. It was never on the same tier as a Lincoln West or Rose Creek when it was public or anything like that. It felt usually always kind of felt like a um, there was a step above Hefner maybe, but you know maybe like an early wine or, um, or or Lincoln East something like that. But with this renovation, uh, assuming that the 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 course conditions remain the same, boy, we got a new option in the metro for very good quality golf there are some some holes that have been updated that are drastic improvements i mean number four number nine are kind of the the key highlights there the green on 18 just just big changes i loved it so much short grass you know tj we talked about that during our round the amount of short grass and kind of like rough removal that's out there right now Mm -hmm. it has kind of changed the 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 course it changed all the shots that you get to play it's it's a lot of fun is that is that kind of the plan out there to be more of a i guess when you i mean when you say a lot of short grass is it more of a manicured style i mean the only thing i can kind of compare that to is a southern hills which obviously take that with context but is that yeah. kind of what they're going for or do you think it'll be more you know kind of roughed out here pretty soon and play a little tougher i mean what's kind of the the plan the direction you'll see to me, it looks like the plan is to keep it with short grass, manicured grass, you know, mowed and, and watered and, and nicely cut. I think that's the plan. And it was around all the greens. It used to, I don't remember it being short grass around a lot of the greens. I think it was to an extent. This is much different. It's it's big, wide, short grass areas. I think I hit three or four different clubs from around the greens, which I love that. Now I would rather yeah, hit the that's green. Fantastic. I hit. I hit. Didn't hit hardly any green. Spencer played a great round. I played terrible. Uh, so Spencer didn't. You didn't, have to, didn't play your best. <laughs> yeah, I did not. Spencer didn't have to worry about club selections around greens because he hit most of them. I did not. So I had to get creative on a few. I hit three wood uh, on the side of one green, like like a quick little bump. So that was fun. Uh, yeah, short grass was a big one. They cleared out some trees that you wouldn't notice and they weren't in play. But the reason they cleared them out was because it opened up. <laughs> There's no vistas in Edmond, but it cleared up vistas. Like you could see through to, you know, there's better vantage points. There was better, you know, views. If there were views, you could see them now that they've cleared out some of those trees. Uh, I liked the the big thing that I, the biggest change, if you go out and play it, is the green complexes are similar to what John Conrad did, not to that extreme, but John Conrad went through there. They were really flat and they completely revamped them. And they're overhauled, super hilly. And this is sim- Kicking Bird did something similar. There's, there's lots of cool greens now. Uh, six, the uphill par three is a good example. There's a giant bowl in that green now, a massive bowl. Behind the green is a giant backstop, like a ramp. So there's some really cool different styles of architecture from Kicking Bird. And then the short grass, I think, just makes it even better. Well, and I think one of the big changes that everyone will immediately notice is you no longer have that birdie on nine just kind of chilling in your back pocket, ready to be taken yeah. advantage of. Because that was a short hole. That was a that was one where if you had a bad round going, you're like, hey, if I can just get to nine, I I, I should be able to gain a stroke back here. And and if not, you kind of felt like you scored bogey, even though you got a, got off there with a the par. With the new changes to nine, it being a par four, uh, you know, TJ, you and I talked about this in the middle of the round. I'd be curious to hear what some of our listeners say. So please reach out to us on, on Twitter and engage with us a little bit. Very much so like 18 at Augusta-esque. It felt... Yeah. It was... A terrible finishing hole? 
<laughs> um, I mean, well, and here's the thing though: it was it's it's anticlimactic, but it's a wide fairway, bunker protected green. Like, it, I just we were down there in the middle of the fairway, and it was maybe the only time we all four in our uh, grouping hit the fairway. And uh, I just was sitting there, kind of looking. I was just like, man, this is this feels like what you see on TV here. I mean, it was just a wide fairway, very manicured, great approach to the green. Yeah, that was the main point that you just said there. They opened up behind the green. So now yeah. it's 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 all open. You can see the clubhouse from the fairway. So it's a cool uphill shot. Uh he did compare it to 18 at Augusta and I did the I had the same reaction you did of like a whoa, what? What I'm did about you to just go say? viral again? Here we yeah. go. No, <laughs> no, and then we talked about it and you even agreed. You were like, yes, I No, actually... I know. I totally agree. The view looks it looks looks very similar to what you would see at Augusta National, except that you're not at Augusta National. Uh, kicking bridge is still a great course and they did a great job i do want to say you made up you made that point interact with us on social media rdgc underscore okay or just look up red dirt golf collective on twitter and right now if you want you can pop on there and and tell us about a course you played this weekend or a course you've been playing or a course you're interested or questions about local golf and uh you know what at some point we need to have a viewer segment on here where either we take phone calls or we just answer your questions so feel free to pepper us on social media we'll we'll get to all those now, now tell me this, as far as kicking bird, I, I've, I've played a lot of Stillwater golf and a lot of kind of Stillwater adjacent golf, but I, down here in DFW, I always kind of have, depending on who I'm playing with and, you know, I have buddies that, that always want to put a couple bucks down and, and others that, Hey, let's just go out and let's just go low. I mean, where does that fit on your, Hey, let's go play golf. What kind of group fits best at kicking bird? Is it a match play course? Is it, you know, what, what kind of is your vibe off that? Uh, I would say there's not a terrible amount of risk reward type holes at Kicking Bird. I'd say it's pretty straightforward whole course. Uh, there's not like a honestly two, two is one where you can you can be aggressive and take driver and, and maybe try to pump it up towards the green. But in terms of you know match play, when you think of match play, you think of like those types of holes where it can be big, sw big swings, shots yeah. And, yeah, not so much of that. So it's definitely. I mean, we played a match. It was just cart versus cart. It was just stroke play. Uh, I mean, it ended up being match. It was match play. We were playing match play scoring, but it wasn't one of those like, hey, we're one up. We need to, we can be aggressive on this one because this hole can lend itself to be a good risk reward hole. There wasn't really any of those. It was pretty much all out in front of you. So not carrying two clubs to the tee box, anything like that on a lot of them. I did on a couple because I forgot what they looked like, but that was not because I was like, oh, well, if Spencer puts a good one out there, I'll hit driver. You know, it wasn't, it was not that type of golf course. I think that Lincoln West is more of the, risk reward type golf course compared to yeah kicking gotcha. birds so i can uh, that I, I do want it on the record to let our listeners know that we did win our match uh spencer, who did y'all play with uh we played with uh two guys that i work with in my day job uh gotcha mike mantrek shane blem uh they had us they had us three down through four we Ooh. didn't start off hot got a little icy um, okay let me tell you, we, we rallied uh, back though. So I, first off, I appreciate whoever tweeted out the link to the uh, state amateur qualifier that I, I shot 79 in. that was pretty You're neat. Welcome. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> so I did not play well in the qualifier and that carried over into kicking bird. I've gotten a little help on the swing, so I feel better. I got some tournaments coming up, so no live links. Thank God. So people can't follow along, but Spencer, you're going to have to go follow and just live tweet it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, that's, I say that to say Spencer played really good and carried and, and made a putt on 18 to win. We were three down through four and, and one, one up on 18 green. So 
uh that was that was pretty cool so it is i mean there there was a pretty big turn in the match i mean we we came back from three down so i guess technically there's it's a good match play course but in terms of like like i said lincoln west has multiple holes out there you can get really i mean like uh 11 you got uh 14 there's a couple drivable holes or whatever so that's not like that at kicking bird that that one kicking bird actually i think got longer we didn't ask brian Sorensen when we talked to him but they lengthened some of those boxes uh there was there was quite a few that got pushed back pretty far and we tipped it out because i mean what else are you gonna do when you play a course for the first time other than tip it out i will say uh, at least tip it for the first four holes yeah well we, <laughs> yeah, we we tried that before yeah. The first hole we all played, we, we played the whole thing from the tips, but the first hole, the back tee box is pretty close to what's called the lookout, I believe. It's like an outdoor bar area. Pretty cool. They did a good job. But I would imagine people sitting on the lookout watching us all tee off from the tips on the first hole, they probably thought, look at these schmucks playing from the tips, thinking they could have the there game to a, play from the tips. There's a five-hour round. <laughs> there was not a single ball in one fairway off of <laughs> off of the tips. So that was that was probably not good to see from people who were watching. I do want to talk about another course that I played over the uh, over the weekend too. Yeah, um, on Monday, uh, Romanos, first time ever out there. State Park, boy. Yeah, there at the state park, you talk about a different course. Oh, oh my God! Like it was, it whooped my butt. Like yeah. it was tough. I, I don't know what I expected. It was not that. It's um, awesome. I it's, think it's hard. It's one of those that if you've never been there before, you have a hard time finding your start lines and you have a hard time finding your ball if you don't start it on the correct line. And it's notorious for snakes. So you don't really want to go look around for your ball. I, I did not see any snakes, but I will say that that is the first course that I've played in a very, very long time where there's just no bailout area. None. Like you get, you get the line. And only the line. You you don't have alternatives out there. It but is maybe on a couple of holes, but like it's hard. If you guys uh, have either of you played the Patriot, hmm. we have not. We actually just got invited out to it, but we have not played it yet. Okay, well, if, so I, this comparison won't do you any good then. But it's it's the Patriot on steroids. There's lots of there's canyons and cliffs, and the difference is the Patriot is much more forgiving, a lot more forgiving fairways, balls tend to funnel. Roman knows there's no funneling. It's just grass on the side of a hill, and then the ball mm -hmm. rolls away, or you hit it off the grass, you're gone. So, I I enjoy it just because it's different. Okay, it's it's very very different. I will say, and if our listeners, if you guys are ever want, like, I mean, here's the thing: we're telling this so we can talk about the golf golf in Oklahoma on Mondays. Roman knows you go pay twenty bucks, and it's play as much as you want all day long. I was playing with a guy or talked to a guy today in the golf shop. He has hit 50 holes on that course on a Monday. So if you ever got a Monday off, that's fantastic. Uh, go out there, pay the 20 bucks. It's an hour drive from maybe an hour and a quarter from the Metro. Watonga. Yeah. Just North of Watonga, stopping at the cheese factory or, or whatever, swing through Kingfisher, but go out there on a Monday, 20 bucks. You, you're, you would be hard pressed to find a better deal maybe in the entire state. I agree. I think it's a good course and it's a good time. And I think you go out, you pass Okarchi as well, so you can maybe hit up Ishins as you head out to Watonga. I don't know. Brandon, did yeah. you, say, you you played somewhere in Texas you want to talk about? I did. Yeah, we went out. Uh, I mean, this is two or three weeks ago now. Um, but we have 
there is a designer. He's the Muni Gilhantz. Um, it is uh, Trey Kemp, and he's kind of jumped into, especially the DF. He may be more involved somewhere else, but especially the DFW area. Um, he redid Rangers um, Golf Club down in Arlington, which is man, a, just a fantastic track. Um, he recently did, I say recently, last couple of years, he did Rockwood out on the north side of Fort Worth, which another one, both are Lynx style, but another really great course. Um, so I got kind of put in or, or found a couple of guys that play Rockwood first light just about every Saturday of the summer. Um, there's eight to 12 of them, depending on the day. They all actually ride these e-bikes that have bag mounts oh, on the nice. back of their cars. So, and they're all members. So they roll out. They don't even check in with the clubhouse. Most of the time, they're just on the tee box and they hit the first shot in the dark. And by the time they get up to their second shot, it's light. And so, um, got invited out with them. It was and I played my first round with them a year ago, um, but it was really, really intimidating, but ended up having a blast. And I love getting out with them, Brock and Jeff and Cookie, um, as often as I can. Unfortunately, Rockwood has gone under the scalpel because of some green issues. I don't know what the issue was, but they are all temp greens right now. And so they're playing oh. another course called Meadowbrook that is about to go under the knife by Trey Kemp. Um, and uh, it, man, just... It's a short course, a lot of like blind tee shots, a lot of very high risk rewards. Um, it is kind of in a not great part of town, but the piece of property, <laughs> a lot of hills, just it's just a cool, cool place. Um, and so anybody that's ever in Fort Worth, next time you get down, hit up Meadowbrook. I don't know when that renovation starts, but I was talking to them about it and they are super involved um, in kind of hearing what's going on, knowing the plans for this place. I am so excited to see what happens with this. It's going to be a great, you know, you guys are coming down for the weekend type place for an OSU game or something. And Hey, let's fit it in around a golf. That is going to be is already. And, and afterwards definitely going to be in my rotation of like, Hey, let's go play this place because I, I love it. Especially the Oklahoma golf. I think this is a great segment, by the way, there's no better golf than Oklahoma golf. In my opinion, I really Hell like yeah. Carolina golf as well, but um, the conditions y'all get in the wind y'all get up there is awesome. So um, I can't wait to get up there and play some of these courses with y'all and obviously get down here and play them, play some of these with me. So, well, we do have a debate for another episode. TJ and I kind of discussed this whenever we we're playing kicking bird, best public golf, Tulsa or OKC, best private golf, Tulsa or OKC. We're not going to get into it now because nope. that's a segment in and of itself, but tune in next week. And I bet we can probably have that conversation. We will have it. We've got to wait one. for Jared to be in on that. Cause he, we're going to get a forehead thing uh, exploded. We should probably we not. Bring yeah. Jared in on that. Do that we just form form an official RDGC opinion and not have him involved in it. I like. <laughs> it. I love it. I love it. Well, I hope that you guys are enjoying that segment. If you if you did, let us know on social media. RDGC underscore OK. We'll do this every week. Hopefully, have some of your viewer comments in there as well. Okay, we got to make picks for the uh, sixth major, the John Deere Classic. Fifth is the Players Championship, and sixth is John Deere Classic. If you're curious, we'll do that after the break. One zero seven seven. The franchise. All right, welcome back. Closing out the Red Dirt Golf Hour on this Tuesday night, 107.7 The Franchise, TJ, Spencer, Brendan. Time to talk John Deere Classic. We did not think the Rocket Mortgage would be as exciting as it was, so I can only imagine what's going to be happening up at TPC or Deer Run. Ah, probably nothing. But, but we're going to make our picks because that's what we do every single week. And Jared did not send us a pick, so we'll have to assign him the uh, the, the one that he picked out of just a few weeks back, he will get that one again. We'll get in that here in a second. So, Spence, why don't you break down what happened last week at the Rocket Mortgage Pickwise? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Rocket Mortgage, 
Uh, Jared went with Tom Kim. I went with Justin Thomas. TJ, what a pick. Ricky Fowler. Brendan went with Ludvi- Ludwig Aberg. Um, so that brings our point total. Jared and I split one and a half. Both of our guys missed the cut. Um, the good news is I, I don't know that Jared's pick is going to interfere with any of ours uh, this week. Uh, TJ, yeah. with your Ricky pick, you got four. Brendan coming in second, three points. Season-long total. TJ, who would have thought this after the first few weeks, sitting in first, oh. 37 points. Thank you. How's it feel? Back uh, in the winner's circle. I, it, you know what? First time picking a winner. You know, Brendan picked Hovland for us at the Memorial, so I didn't really get any credit for that because it was all him. And now this is all me. It just feels great. I also would like to congratulate Oklahoma State for having both of our winners on the pod this this season so far. So good to see that and uh, happy to be in first. Why would you pick anybody else? Orange and black. DJ's an unofficial cowpoke now. So I, as a member of the media, am unbiased towards any team. I don't think you can Ricky initiate role chose license plate anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> if Josh Creel was playing this week, I'd be picking him, former Bronco. All right. So back to the kind of the season long total. Uh Brendan, God, you snake. Somehow you're in second, 35 and a half. Jared in third, 34 and a half. And I'm still sitting there in the basement, 32 and a half. So let's go and get some picks made for the John Deere classic. Um and I, I, I think that we can go into Say what Jared's is. Yeah, go ahead. Does it, does it interfere with either of y'all's? Does not. No one. No one want to take Mark Hubbard this week. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Thought well, about it. No. Let's let's give him homeless hubs. Mark Hubbard's going to tune into this podcast at some point in this in this show and have four enemies in, in Oklahoma and Texas. <laughs> Three. He's actually he'll like Jared. <laughs> he'll like Jared. <laughs> Wait. So, so I'm only winning by a half point after all that. You're winning by a point and a half. 37 point and, a half. Okay. and Brendan has 35.5. I thought you said I had 36, so I'll take 37. That's good. No, you have 37. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Math. So, yeah, we don't have to do that at, at my job. Uh, not a great field this week. I think Cameron Young is the highlight in terms of the highest ranked golfer, and he's playing like crap. Denny McCarthy mm-hmm. has the best odds to win, which is that's how that, that tells Hut me. God. Hut, Hut God. Hut God. Here's, I, there's, I would love to see Taylor Moore win again. He's playing good, but he he had been struggling coming into the Rocket Mortgage. Played great there, so that that's kind of a, a sexy pick, I think, for people. I want to go with a guy who I just love the story. Give me Eric Cole right there at, at thirty to one. He he's just down a few spots on the list. Rookie. He had played every single event that he could that he qualified for, besides last week at the Rocket Mortgage. He had played every single week, so he dude's just playing golf. Uh, there was a week where he played and he went back to Pittsburgh and played in like a mini tour event and won. The dude's just playing golf. He's on a heater. Give me Eric Cole. I like it. I like it. Brendan, who you got? Man, I really want to double down with Aberg again. Uh, that's probably against the rules, but nope. I just, I just love that kid. You can. Um, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to go parody pick, man. You mentioned him. I'm going to go Timo. Give me yep. Taylor Moore. I, he's also playing um you know good not great he's he's turning it on he's getting he's doing really well on the scoreboard um and i mean i just i like the guy seems like an awesome guy so uh i will take some timo money yep like it i like that it'll keep you invested uh through what is usually a um yeah you know just one of those tournaments at least through thursday friday uh, i'm gonna go with a uh a pick that 
uh, Brendan, this is going to resonate well with you. T Dunk, let's get it. Popping. Oh, come on, let's go, Tyler Duncan. T Dunky, I love it. I was talking to him earlier. I uh, he he played pretty well this week. Had a little bit of a rough Sunday, but I love the pick. I, Tyler has a lifelong fan with me. Him and Reynolds, best uh, best duo on the tour, and you will not Reynolds hear on the bag. Otherwise, Reynolds on the back, such a good dude. Uh, yeah, go on Tyler Duncan. Um, if you guys tune back a few episodes, Brendan and I gave a recap around uh, nine holes where Brendan was able to play with with T Dunk. Uh, Reynolds Reynolds and I uh, bonded via caddy to caddy, and so uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep it there. Go with him. There is some good picks. I was looking; it was tough. I mean, Adam Hadwin. Uh huh. That's a really good pick right now. I mean, he yep. was playing well. There's some good names still that are are in the field. Harry Higgs, Chesson Hadley. I mean, the, the one thing that I love about some of these, uh, the quote-unquote educational events, is that you see some names of guys whose careers have fallen that you kind of forget about. Like, I was literally just scrolling. I was like, Chesson Hadley. I completely forgot about that guy. I mean, he's he's never been, you know, the superstar, but he's he's just one of those guys where these type of events, he's always on that front page of the leaderboard. And – it's always nice hearing like a gymnast say his name or something like that. So yeah, um, cool, cool event. If you guys are tuning into to, to golf this weekend, uh, be sure to tune in. Um, you know, what else are you going to watch? A lot of a lot of golf kids out there too. I mean, a whole lot of kids. Gordon Sargent. I mean, some of the young guys out there really. We already mentioned Ludwig, um, but yeah, you know, just a really, really good opportunity because I just my biggest gripe, and I'm not getting into a no laying up rant, but I agree with those guys. My biggest gripe is you just see guys shots from five six seven guys and it the coverage is just horrible so you know events like this it's it's refreshing to see some of the guys that you otherwise wouldn't even know existed if all you did was watch the uh the coverage and so um i like i think there's value in that i like these events give me this over uh, byron nelson or um you know whatever keegan won a couple weeks ago last week I travelers just, yeah give me give me this all day one of my absolute favorite things to do is on like a Thursday or Friday morning, go to ESPN live and turn on the main feed when those first groups are going out, because you see some players that would never make it on TV. If it wasn't for the ESPN plus and PGA live um, partnership a, a, a couple of years ago. Yeah, totally agree. By the way, if you're looking for a cowboy to pick this week, Sam Stevens is in the field. So uh, feel free to to throw a little, little coin on Sam Stevens to, to win. So, Okay. We got to get out of here. You guys got to go shoot some fireworks off. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the presence of your presence. And uh, we will see you guys next week, hopefully. Happy fourth. After a a safe fourth. One parting thought. TJ, you've mentioned a couple of times. Listeners, get on Twitter. Hit us up. Shoot us some messages. Yep. At us. Interact with us a bit. We've uh, we've not stepped up our game near enough uh, as far as our our, uh, collective interactions and we want to get better about that we want to hear your feedback some yeah. some of the things that we're trying yeah. to introduce into the shows like talking about our rounds of golf that's that's purely coming from feedback that we've gotten so please send us send us what you'd like to see out of the show um give us your hot takes tell us when we're wrong uh everyone made sure that i was wrong when i said that 18 at augusta nationals anticlimactic so you were you were you sure you were anyways yeah were. happy fourth america We'll see you guys next week here on 1077 The Franchise. Thanks for listening to the Red Dirt Golf Network.